Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, not only to yourselves, but to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and to bring some positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and the young at heart. Last week we were talking about resilience and little did I know that it would be so important as a topic to start the years as We went into lockdown again, schools closed, businesses closed, and we went back into the challenges of tighter restrictions. So resilience now more than ever is a really important subject. So I want to pick up that stick again and expand on that building resilience in teens and young people and a offer a few tools and resources to be able to do that on a very practical level. Last week, we talked about the fact that we are all meaning-making machines, the meanings that we give to the events of right now are just our interpretation based on our past experiences, our memories, our influences. But the meaning that we give an event doesn't make it true. And I really want to re-emphasize that from last week. Bob and I want to re-emphasize that from last week. Our power to feel better, our power to feel good in any given situation is enhanced when we realize that we get to choose what we make things mean and therefore how we feel And therefore, it gives us the ability to take back that power. But we do need to practice it, though, because we've practiced the opposite for so long, right? Making horror stories instead of happy ever afters. So practice, I would say practice makes perfect. I don't know whether I want to use the word perfect because that is a bit of a challenge and a standard to set, isn't it? Uh, Especially when I'm not sure that perfect is even possible, but practice makes it better, you better, we get better at it. So you will also remember from last week that you have absolutely no control over the outside world and its events. The only thing you have control of, therefore, is to make sure that you take control of your inside world, your thoughts, meaning and emotion. So we're going to explore that aspect a little bit further with regards to recognising what you can and cannot control so that you can take back your power, i.e. be responsible for the world you create inside you and around you. For you to be responsible for your experience of your life. You get to be the master of your teen resilience, become a teen with purpose rather than being blown around by circumstance. Turn your challenges for teens into triumphs for teens. How wonderful is that? I'm liking the sound of that. Let me repeat that just in case you didn't quite catch it. (laughs) Turning your challenges into triumphs. Yes, yes, let's do that. People are just about as happy as they make their minds up to be, said Abraham Lincoln, a US president. 
So if people are just about as happy as they make their minds up to be, let's explore what are you making your mind up to be? So let's look at two types of people. And which one have you been up until now? Reactive people and proactive people. Reactive people feel out of control. Things always happen to them. They say things like, it's not my fault. She made me feel this way. He did that to me. There's nothing I can do about it, anything. It's the teacher's fault. It's the weather's fault. It's the government's fault. It's my mum's fault. <laughs> Get the message, right? Proactive people take responsibility for what they feel, how they show up and what they can do about a challenge or situation. So which of these two types of people do you prefer to be around? That's a great question. The answer is most likely the proactive person. And if that's the person that you prefer to be around, then that's the person that you should want to become so that others will want to be around you. That makes sense? Good. <laughs> so every day, Think about it. Every single day, you have dozens of opportunities to choose to be proactive or reactive. For example, you're going to go out for a walk, but it's raining. Are you reactive? Oh, see, now all my plans are ruined because it's raining and now I have to stay in. Oh, that makes me so miserable to have to stay in. Or are you going to be proactive? Do you know what? I'll go out anyway. I'll put on my raincoat take my brolly, put on my wellies, <gasps> have great fun splashing in the puddles, just like when I was a little kid again, like jumping in puddles. Yes, let's go out as planned. It's going to be great fun. See, when you are reactive, it's like, well, it's like being like a can of pop. <laughs> Something happens that shakes you up and the pressure inside builds and then pop. You fizz over and the result's a little bit messy. <laughs> Proactive people don't get shaken up like that. They stop and think for a moment before they act. They stop and recognise what they can't control, the outside world, and what they can control, the inside world, and then they choose to do what they're in control of. Stephen Covey in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People said, the space between reaction and response is called freedom. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. That's so true, isn't it? The freedom to choose what you do next rather than habitually reacting. And maybe it's not the best outcome when you do that. So let's apply this to a couple of potentially real life situations for you. Here's situation one to think about. You see on social media that somebody posted a, a group photograph and you are in it, but it's a terrible picture of you. You hate that picture of you. The rest of the picture is fine. Everybody looks great, but you oh, don't look so great in your opinion on that photograph. Here are your reactive choices. Do you call that person up, tell them, oh my God, how could you do that to me? How could you put such a terrible photo of me on there for the world to see? I can't believe you would do that. I thought you were my friend, some friend you are. I would never have humiliated you in that way. How dare you? <laughs> or B, 
vow to never speak to that person or be their friend ever again. C, spend the rest of the week thoroughly depressed or stressed about it and imagine, in other words, make up all the things that people must be thinking and saying about you because of that terrible photograph. D, find a terrible picture of a friend and put it online and see how they feel. And there probably are some more other reactive choices that you might have thought about that you would do in that situation. How does that leave you feeling, though? doesn't leave you feeling good, does it? And it certainly wouldn't leave your friend feeling good either. So you could instead choose the space between reactive and responsive or proactive and choose some freedom to think about it. So you could proactively choose to forgive your friend for not noticing it wasn't a great picture of you. They were most likely just so excited to put up the Greek picture because it reminded them of a happy memory, a magical moment, a funny moment. They were just wanting to share the happiness of that memory. You could give your friend a call and calmly explain that, you know, they didn't mean to make you feel bad, but it's a horrible picture of you. And like, would they mind if like, would they change it, please? Or you could choose to just ignore it completely. No one else probably even noticed that it was a bad picture of you or they didn't even think it was a bad picture of you. And anyway, they'll have forgotten about it by the end of the day when they've seen a a dozen or two dozen or how long are you spending on there? Three dozen different pictures since then. and never even thought anything of it. When you hear people use reactive words and phrases like, you make me so angry or it's your fault my day is ruined or If the weather was better, I wouldn't be trapped inside or this pandemic is ruining my education and so on. These words say to you or to the person saying them, they mean I'm not in control of my own happiness, my own emotions, my own learning. If that's what you believe and you continue to be out of control, then it's like saying to everybody around you, right, I'm giving you the remote control of my life. Please take it and use it to change how I feel at your whim. Hmm. If you're going to do that, hand over your remote control. Gosh, you're in for a rough ride. That's all I can say. (laughs) When you hear and use proactive words and phrases, then it's like you've got control of your own remote control and you get to choose how you experience life and your emotions. Proactive people focus on what they can do about something rather than blaming and giving in and feeling helpless or depressed or worried about things. And they focus on what they can do. And the more they focus on what they can do, the more they also notice what is within their control and what is not. So it's like having two circles Imagine one inside the other. The circle of no control is the outside circle and the circle of in control, in your control, is the inside circle. You might want to draw those two circles as I talk them through so that you can see what I'm saying more clearly. If you're drawing along with me, in the outside circle of no control, write examples of what you have no control over. Let me give you some examples. The colour of your skin, the weather, the pandemic, whether school is open or not, your parents, the past, 
<laughs> where you live, how tall you are. You might have some others of your own to add in there too that are important to you. Make sure that they are really things outside of your control. Nothing you can do about those things. Then on the inside circle, the circle of what you are in control of, write some examples of those things. Let me give you some examples of those things, how I feel, my attitudes, my decisions, my choices, my responses. Again, you might have some of your own here to add to. It could be the colour of your hair, <laughs> how fit you are, how often you choose to do some reading, some learning, some what do you love to do? Things that make you happy. Singing, dancing. Trying to control the outside circle will leave you feeling exhausted, stressed, worried, anxious, depressed and miserable. There are a lot of young people feeling those things because they don't know what you're learning right now. I haven't learned yet that to try and control things that are outside of you is leading to a world of pain. I don't know about you, but that's not really how I want to experience my life. The more you then decide to concentrate on your inner circle, your circle of influence, if you like, then the more you'll experience a feeling of relief, of soothing, of calm, inner peace, happiness, a feeling of being in control. That's what we need, isn't it? It's one of our needs, a feeling of being in control, a feeling of certainty allows us to feel more relaxed about things. When you feel those things, then you're building resilience. You're building your resilience toolkit for your teenage years and beyond. It's the art of letting go of what you cannot control. The art of letting go is one of the most valuable skills that you can develop definitely will allow you to have that bounce back ability. So to paraphrase one of my favorite authors, Wayne Dyer, he said, it makes no sense to worry about the things you have no control over because there's nothing you can do about them. And why worry about the things you can control? Because you can't do something about them. So why would you worry about them? <laughs> right? So the whole worrying anxiety thing makes no sense, does it? Get the lesson, get the blessing take back your power. So do draw out those circles and refer to them throughout the day to help you make better choices and therefore feel better and better and better each day. Practice the letting go. Practice the letting go, not just of what's outside of your influence, but letting go of the energy that you may well have become addicted to, the energy of worry and anxiety. And practice the energy, being addicted to the energy of being in control and feeling certain and feeling calm and relaxed and happy. And who knows, even excited and joyful. <laughs> so do draw them out, have them there in your pocket or on your phone to just glance at when you just notice how you're feeling and you need to make a better choice. One of the great ways to also aid that process of letting go is to distract yourself from that feeling in the moment. 
and also to practice mindfulness or meditation. Now, I am a massive fan of meditation. And I know we've talked about both mindfulness and meditation on past episodes of The Spark to Your Success. They are such brilliant tools for building resilience in children, young people and teens. And so we're going to revisit them in a slightly different way in next week's episode, which I'm very excited about. So please do join me to discover not only the reasons why meditation is so good for you, like scientifically, physiologically, uh, but also to get some practical tips about how to meditate if you're a teenager or a young person. And I've got some news, exciting news about some meditations that we are putting together for you, especially for children, young people and teens. How amazing is that? I'm very excited to share those resources with you. So you have been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this The Spark to Your Success podcast. Until next week, stay in that inner circle. Bye for now.